Okay. Are you ready? We better. Good God. <laughs> We've been here for a minute. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of THC True Hollywood Crime. I'm your host, Mariah. <laughs> <laughs> and this is your host, Bailey. This is your other host, Bailey. <laughs> Hi, B. Ribbit. How's it going? Good. Yeah. Well, I mean, now we're a glass in and we've been warming up for like, what, 30 minutes? We've been getting to it. Mm-hmm. Um, So we were just talking about baseball. I didn't give you all of the lowdown because I was saving it for on air. Well, of course we have to. But so my son's playing the championship for his little league Wine series, mm-hmm. which is very exciting. So, are you ready for the Little League tea, everybody? Thank God. Give it to me. <laughs> I know. I know. You're so interested. So, for like three seasons running, my son was on a team called the Pirates, whose head coach was a, a guy named John, and my husband was the assistant coach. This year for baseball, my son, so they, they actually draft players in this league, right? And so my son was the number one draft pick at tryouts, which means that for the first time ever, his coach couldn't get him because that's right. his coach that he has now, AJ, <clears throat> scooped him up first. Mm-hmm. So now Wyatt is um, away from his friends on a new team this year. My husband's still the assistant coach. And that is who we're going to go meet up in the championship is his old team. Dun, dun, dun. They've we've beat them once. They've beat us once. They're actually who beat us in the first round of the playoffs. And since then, we've had to claw our way back. Those boys have, I think, eliminated like six teams to be able to play in the championship. They Love have it. been working really hard. And the really fun part is, is our team looks a little crazy. It's a little bad news bears. It looks a little hobbled together. And their team is like just stacked with like kind of all star kids. And I love it. I'm so excited for it. But it's really going to be the battle of the coaches. Yeah. Which I think is so fun. Lou knows my husband knows how half that team plays because he coached them for so long. Good point. Mm hmm. (coughs) See me not really being a sports person. I never would have thought about that. But well, when you be- point it out to me. Because the coaches, I mean, if you have a team that you like, you try really hard to like draft them over yeah. and over again so you can kind of keep the core kids together. Right. So even though my son should have been on that team and was not on that team, uh, my husband knows half the team. Mm-hmm. So it'll be really fun. We're real excited. But I just thought, I'm like, I keep telling people these games have been so much fun. I'm like, do you know how much money I've spent on MLB tickets where nothing has happened. Boring. Yeah. Giants tickets that I've spent dropped a grip That's on. Why I don't know how people can watch that shit <clears throat> on TV. I can have it on. Right. But I'm, but not, I'm not gonna, gonna sit, sit there and watch it. No. no. That's ridiculous. People, not unless it's like a World Series game. No. It's like people watching golf. <laughs> if I'm there, then I'm in it, right? Because I'll make anything an event. And this shit is so fun at the age my son is ten. This is like such a fun age group. Yeah. They're doing shit. One Give kid on our team. Finger. One team. One kid on our team got a triple play the other day. Exciting. Do you know how hard he's get a triple play? Yeah, exciting. He tagged somebody out at third and the other two runners were all like discombobulated and that kid ran them down and tagged them both before they could get to a base. Fuck yeah. Get it. But it's great. And I love. Um, yeah. Our team's kind of just made up of a bunch of misfits. And I think that's really funny. 
and uh, I'm here That's for so it. That's so appropriate. And then I <clears throat> just learned tonight, you said he's number 13. Was You're lucky it? number 13, That's baby. Amazing. I told him it was going to be a good year because of that. Mm-hmm. And that school that he was on a wait list for, he, he was number in. 13. Well, yeah, he got it, but he was number 13 on the wait list. Yeah. I'm like, well, you're for sure going to get in. Yeah. Lucky number 13. The best. Yeah. So we have like my kid who's in the middle of going through his weird puberty growth spurt. So he's all big and awkward and clumsy, but is the best first baseman in their age division, hands down. His hitting's okay, but his defense is great. You have the kid who is an all-star because his dad played for our local college Mm -hmm. and is a great baseball player, but he takes it very serious. Like, he's nine, and he treats it like it's a job. Mm -hmm. Like, he's very serious about it. He is an all-star. Probably the best player. Probably the I would say arguably the best player that they have in the whole age division right Mm -hmm. now, all around. Then you have the kid who's being raised by the shameless cast. Yeah. His mom is drunk or on something where she's had to be kicked out of games mm-hmm. before because she was drunkenly yelling at the umpire. He's being raised by his older sister. Yeah. Every game he has different brothers showing yeah. up. And I'm like, what Who brother is this? Is this? Last game he had his cousin just got released. So he had his ankle yep. monitor on. And he was pitching and he was so excited to see his cousin was out of jail that he stopped (laughs) mid-pitch. It was like, hey! Hey, it's been months! Yeah, but he's like the funniest, sweetest kid in the world. But you got fucking shameless raising him. Mm -hmm. Um, Who else do we have? We have another kid who is an all-star and says first year ever playing baseball. Yeah. And he's better than almost everybody. First year. Yeah. So it's like a fun little like ragtag group of misfits. As it should be. You had a kid today who is tiny. He looks like he's probably like six or seven. He's so small. He's nine, but he's tiny. I have no, he doesn't know what he's doing. Yeah. He doesn't know how baseball works. He doesn't want to be there. He's literally, we just bury him in the Me. outfield and he like looks for bugs. Yeah. And you're like, great. His grandpa's raising him um, and his brothers and his grandpa's this real old gruff guy. And he doesn't say anything out loud, but he's always like under his breath going, I'm, God damn it, swing the bat. Because he won't swing the bat when he's up to bat. He just stands there and oh, gets expects walked. the ball to hit it. Yeah. <laughs> and so his grandpa's always like, swing the swing the goddamn bat, but he'll say it like low under his voice. Mm-hmm. Today, that kid moved his bat. He didn't swing it. It moved. He moved it. Did it hit? Got a bunt. <gasps> he got on base and two of our runners ran in for RBIs. Oh. And his team, our team, went crazy. They were yeah. screaming and cheering and chanting his name. I, cry. I know. His grandpa was ecstatic. It's a movie. It was incredible. Oh. This is so much better than half the Giants games I've ever even been to. All right. Cue the journey song playing in the background so that's what (laughs) that's what we're doing we got championship up i thought i would give you the little league tea of what we're up against on monday and tuesday isn't that fun and the other a lot of the other teams are secretly rooting for us because we are a little like ragtag like we keep beating these teams and then they come back and watch our games because they're they're rooting for us Mm -hmm. yeah so it's fun make it Mm -hmm. Mm mm-hmm Wow. So there you go. That's the Little League uh, gossip, guys. Hey, next time you're he- you'll hear from me, we'll have an update. Yeah. We'll either be champions or we won't be, but either way. You had fun. And my son's never made the championship before, so even if we lose. It's already a win. We're already in second place mm-hmm. no matter what. Mm-hmm. And that's not bad. Love it. 
And if we win, my husband's going to shave his beard for the first time in like 11 years. This is crazy. Yeah. I can't even imagine. They want him to do it so bad. They're so excited. Oh, <laughs> wow. And they really want to dump Gatorade on the coaches. But my husband's six foot four and the other coach is like yeah, six foot two. And they're like, not even going to get gonna close. Are you guys going to have them sit down? Uh-huh. <laughs> they're not going to get close. You guys are going to get their ankles drenched. They're going to get themselves drenched. Yeah, they are. They're going to end up spilling it all over themselves. Even trying to get it that far above their heads. Mm-hmm. That's so funny. Cute. All right. Well, there you go. Anything you want to talk about? I got some news. I got some news. I got, well, I don't have news, but I got some like reviews. Oh, okay. You want to do reviews first? Let's do it. Um, Just real quick. I've been watching two new things. Um, We are watching Bupkiss, the Pete Davidson show. Don't ruin it for me because we not, can't get it yet. Mm-hmm. I know. I'm not going to ruin it. I'm just going to say it's really good. Of course it is. We've, I'm we've so wa- jealous. Every episode has been great so yeah. far, and uh, I highly recommend. Can't wait. And then we watched a movie where the crawdads sing, which is based on a book. And I will let you guys know now that I watched this before I knew about how like controversial the author of that book was, is. Um, so I probably will not be purchasing or reading her book. She like, I guess she like shot some kid in Africa and then like ran away. Like, I don't know the story and I am sure I am cliff noting that. But she's really weird and problematic. And she had such a traumatic experience of whatever it is she did that she went and like wrote a book. Did this come out before or after they made the movie? After. Of course. I think. But like even our girl Taylor Swift has a song on the soundtrack and it's a great song. The movie is good. Of course. But I mean, Mm. I didn't know that at the time. I was excited to read the book and now I'm like, I don't want to give this lady money. Mm -mm. So but the movie... For what it's worth, was good. I do hear that they changed the movie. Well, hey, if this episode the bombs, then we'll just do an episode on that lady. That's right. <laughs> Whether or not that was a true crime. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then our girl Taylor Swift is very controversial right now, too. Have you heard about that? No. We so, talked about the boyfriend last episode. So it's the boyfriend. The He's boy- the problem. He's, He's the contra- fucking racist. Oh, I didn't know that. He's super racist. He, like... Doesn't or is he European? Right. I, I mean, like- he does Nazi salutes on stage. Cool. Okay. Then, yeah, that's super fucking racist. And he just re- like recently did an interview where he was talking about um, the type of porn he likes and that he and this is a quote from him. So don't Come sue me about us. it. Yeah. But that he likes to watch porn um, where black women get brutalized. And you're like, wow. Exciting. Yeah. I did see a blip briefly that I didn't choose to open that something had come up about his past about some yeah there's I think there's really that, colorful things he said there's some other things in there too and mm-hmm. then there's the famous I don't know if you've seen it but he they actually have a TikTok sound and the sound is taken from one of their live performances okay. and it's him on the mic and he starts saying I don't get why it's racist to say and the lead guitarist cuts him off and starts playing the guitar over his vocals and he gets mad about it. But people use that sound to like make videos or whatever. Oh, shit. Yeah. But the lead guitarist like stops him and he has an interview from 2006 seems a long time ago. It must be 16. But from a while ago where he was talking about how he would never date somebody like Taylor Swift. That that would like cheapen him or whatever to like date a Taylor Swift. Gross. And 
I'm all, girl, you're right. You are the problem. When she said, hi, it's me. I'm the problem. It's me. You're you right. were picking it. You got yeah. terrible, terrible taste. For real, though. That's wild. Because she's into it. I guess so. But it's so weird because she's supposed to be such an ally and she's it's supposed to be bad. a non-problematic queen. And yeah, like, I think she's at a point in her life where she wants to cause a little bit of problem. I guess so, but I just don't think that's the choose a different problem. For sure. You got to oh, choose a different problem. Absolutely. I'm on board with you. But that yeah. is not the problem to choose. Not when so many of your fans are people of color. Not when you your backup singers and your band members and your dancers and you have so many people around you. Like, think about how they feel that you're oh. dating this guy. How could they ever <gasps> look at you the same way? You again? really lost me with the Nazi salute on Wild. stage. Yeah. <laughs> like not even in the privacy of your own Instagram, but on stage. <laughs> Crazy. So there you go. There's some problematic news for you. But yeah, Bup Kiss is good. I thought Where the Crawdads Sing was good. But, you know, you might not want to give that lady any money. Yeah. Huh. Oh, and I'm reading um, Woman Gone Missing. And I'm only a quarter of the way through it. But it has been excellent so Sounds far. Sounds good. So I'll give you a review once I've read the whole thing. Okay. But so far, Sounds it's been good. fantastic. But it's been very dark mm-hmm. and very upsetting. So we'll see where it goes. Awesome. I got a belated Mother's Day gift from Nick Delivered the other day. Mm, And it's mm -hmm. one of Ali Wong's books. Oh, nice. So I'm excited to read that. I think that'll be fun. Love it. A quick, easy breezy type of read. Yeah, of course. So when I'm done with it, I'll give it to you. You love those ones. You like those like female Mm -hmm. kind of biography. Very much. Mm -hmm. Cool. Yep. And then... So that was our last episode. We were going into Mother's Day. Yeah, so you want to talk about Mother's Day? Well, yeah, we had Mother's Day. It was awesome. Mm-hmm. Worked out perfectly. The place we went to fucking killed it. The fact that they Couldn't were, it have been better. I wish I could tell you guys where it was. And like who they the were. level of service. There were two people yeah. working that entire restaurant besides like, who was in the kitchen. I was like, know? I feel like there was a waitress and a, a bartender. bartender. And they took great care of us. I mean, it was a dive bar, but they did wonderful. Yeah, dealt with the fucking children. Yeah, food was good. Yeah, everyone got exactly what they asked for. And we didn't have to wait a hundred years or make a reservation three months in advance. We got in, got sat. And how do you, and it's a bar, so we could be as loud as we want because we're a loud group. So loud. We get even if it's just you and I, we're loud and then add our husbands and then tie-in drunk friends it's like forget it we're all competing i like how you say you and i when you know it's just me i'm when i get drunk i get you do not get loud you don't even laugh out loud that's true you don't get loud me and your husband nick get louder and louder and louder yeah i can talk louder than you no i can talk louder than you. i guess i'm just surrounded by loud people that i like to think of myself as one of you yeah 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 no you're not because my mom's loud my dad's loud. Girl. Yeah. So. Your mom and dad are part of it's that they're loud, especially your dad. But part of the main part is that they are um, tenacious. As in okay. like they don't let up. Oh. Like it's pedal to the metal. Yeah. They're going. Yeah. And they're talking and you don't know what they're saying. Because <laughs> you don't understand. Especially when you get drunk, you're like, what? And you just and they don't stop. Well, because they're having two different conversations at the same time with you or they're arguing. Yeah. 
with each other but through you yeah 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 so you you're trying to navigate both sides it's i don't i smile and nod oh of course yeah that's all you can and that's why i guess in my own head i feel like I'm standing up tall and like chipping in with the loud ones, but I'm totally just shut in just like a show. You're not a shut in. I meant just... the actual decibel of your voice. Yeah. I don't think that you're definitely not. You're like yeah. the most outgoing person I know. But... You just do it quieter than right. we do. You're not screaming across the table like the rest of us heathens. <sighs> but my parents are loud. My mom and my dad, dad, they are loud people your mom was super well behaved i couldn't believe it what a day so well behaved that's my mother's day present for me i know (laughs) give it up i think it's because she drove too yeah so she can't like while out if she's driving yeah no but loved it it was great it was a blast um but yeah my parents are so loud that I can't hear normal people. Mm-hmm. Like when normal people talk to them, like, what? Hey. Huh? Hey. Like, I need you to scream at my face for me to hear it, please. Because <laughs> my husband's loud as fuck. Yeah. Everyone in my life is really loud. So, yeah. well, if you're talking normal, I, can't, I probably can't hear you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is a problem. So anyways, good Mother's Day. We did that. And then we went to your house and hung out for a bit. Yeah. Kids all got to hang out. Mm-hmm. Adults all got to drink. Yeah. What a day. And then we'll circle back to reviews. So last night, after we got the kid in bed, Nick and I watched the new Evil Dead Rise. Ooh, how was it? Very violent. Yeah? Not scary at all. Right. And did not give me the feel that it's really a part of the family. Like, the, mm-hmm. like they started it at a cabin, which it should be. They're all, all like they're all at a cabin except for the fucking medieval one. Right. And so like they started it at the cabin and they, you know, you get possession and weird fucking shit. It's violent immediately. It's fast paced. You know, it's like uh, adrenaline. And then it cuts to a fucking family in an apartment and goes from there. And I'm like, this has a really different feel. Yeah, it's a it it was a different vibe for sure. Like I missed Ash with his fucking chainsaw and the cabin in the woods and the and then everyone was like hyping up the cheese grater scene. And spoiler alert, it really wasn't that it wasn't anything. Okay, like if you're going to talk to me about a cheese grater in a movie that's this violent fucking grate it to the bone bitch right like give it to me yeah i can handle it trust me mm-hmm. yeah so and nick fell asleep so there not that. <laughs> have i ever have we ever reviewed knock at the cabin you told me you were gonna watch it and then i don't think we ever talked about it i mean i watched it so long ago now we watched it like a couple months like probably yeah. two months ago it was good yeah yeah for an m night Shyamalama movie mm-hmm um was it predictable like you no no okay i lou predicted it so quickly i hate it when they do no 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 i'm on to him Mm -hmm. i'm on to him i think somebody on one of his little podcasts Mm -hmm. was talking about it Mm -hmm. and he's trying to play it off like he figured this shit out fuck you motherfucker 
I know the podcasts you listen to. They talk about movies and stuff all the time. Yeah. So I think. Because Nick is really good at it. Yeah. And I don't care. It doesn't bother me. But like I know how it could for some people. Yeah. It doesn't bother me. It bothers me that he's trying to play it off. Uh, yeah. Like he figured it out. Uh-huh. It would be different if he's like, oh, I heard on such and such podcast that it might be this. Yeah. Anyways, um, it is good. It's definitely creepy. Okay. Um, and you definitely don't know what he does a great job of like, you don't know if what's happening is really happening or if it's, it's hard to describe without spoiling it. But, uh, I mean, that's what we do here, right? It's been out long enough. Spoiler alerts. It's also been out for a really long time. So, um, so first of all, because I couldn't remember, I guess I don't remember, seeing the poster or whatever properly but my whole remember we we're talking about the theory of like if it's a husband a wife and a kid you told me like if you have to pick him or them or it's yeah. a gay couple uh, it's two I men knew that. oh i did not know that oh, okay so that's why i was like well duh, obviously the man would like <laughs> sacrifice himself obviously but it's two men it doesn't matter it's the same situation i feel if it's that the thing like someone with one of you has to sacrifice like who cares the little girl in it is so damn cute their daughter is the cutest yeah and that's what really makes you <laughs> nervous at first is you just don't want anything bad to happen You're so to invested her, in her. Mm-hmm. the people in it so again spoiler alert apparently it's the apocalypse and the four people there are the four horsemen of the apocalypse and each one represents because i guess the four horsemen are each a different thing and they start predicting things um basically they've had visions telling them that they have to go to this cabin at this day and do these things and whatever and basically he's like one of you has to sacrifice yourself and if you don't we have to kill basically they start killing themselves okay. um but they make these predictions and you have the two men one of them is kind of listening and taking this in and the other one who's the more like pragmatic one mm-hmm. is like, stop fucking listening to these guys. He's like, you guys do not even look at him because he's dramatic and he'll sit here and start buying into your bullshit. He's like, you fucking talk to me. Mm-hmm. And he's like, uh, very much picking apart their shit. And he's like, no, you didn't predict that that's pre-recorded, and this is happening and that's happening. And you're like, Oh, I'm on this guy's side. He's probably right. And then you come to find out who's really right or wrong or whatever yeah. at the end and it's a big ending so were you and lou on the same side of what well like you're saying picking between the two um i gotta be honest i didn't i really didn't think it was gonna end the way it was gonna end That's it wasn't fun. a surprise I appreciate that. i'm impressed that m night Shyamalan just said we're fucking going for it that's what i'm saying i'll take that because again in this fucking evil rise dead whatever it's the same fucking song and dance yeah evil book evil demons everyone dies yeah wow yeah yeah yeah. shocking yeah so scary yeah <laughs> so leave it to m night so, yeah, Shyamalan to, to that- give you a bit of a mind fuck i'll yeah. take it a little bit of a mind fuck and then you're like all right fuck it we're doing this m night all right yeah okay well now i want to watch it yeah. awesome yeah and the Thanks. couple the I'll two actors it. are great the main couple yeah, yeah the little girl is so goddamn cute 
Amazing. And the actors who play the four horsemen all do a great job. Cool. Like the only one that you don't like because he's a dick is Ron Weasley. And that's because I think that horseman's like anger. So he's supposed to be a dick. Like, there you go. You're not supposed to like him. He's yeah. supposed to be an asshole. So he does a great job. Amazing. See, you ruined it and I still want to watch it. Yeah. For sure. <laughs> all right. Ready for our last two week recap? Want to know the most exciting things that have happened? <laughs> yeah. Right? The best news I could come up with? Yeah. Um. Well, let's go ahead and first play off of our last episode. We were talking about how amazing Nicolas Cage is. Yep. At being Nicolas Cage. No one can play him better. And do whatever the fuck he wants. And that's exactly what he's doing by playing himself in the new video <laughs> game, you. Dead by Daylight. Perfect. <laughs> I told you that's his steal right? His, his spiel. <laughs> oh, but I know, but that's we talk about it. Yeah, and then immediately it's like, well, here it is. And what's the other thing we talked about that is for sure happening? Is it in there? The Beetlejuice. Beetlejuice too. Yeah, and that you were totally right. That yes. it's a two. It's not that's a. It's a two. She's her daughter. Yeah. And Winona was spotted recently the in cast? Lydia ma- in forget Lydia it. costume. Yeah, forget it. I'm gonna die. Yeah, it's. Too good. We have not seen Jenna Ortega yet. Um, my oldest Kai had a great take that wouldn't it be great that we're all expecting one thing, but what if Jenna Ortega is a fucking square in it? What if she's like super yeah. preppy and like yeah. buttoned up and sure. um, the opposite of her mom? And then Love maybe it. Beetlejuice is the one that brings out like, yeah, you know. And Gina Davis has been confirmed yes. via that TikTok. Johnny Depp, Gina Davis. But no... Baldwin oh yeah that's true he might be too controversial now that's what so I'm really curious because wait was see. that Alec or Steve it was would, Alec oh Alec would be fine he's it's his the one other, that just shot someone that's true <laughs> but his his other brother is like a weird like a ev- Scientologist or no I think he's just super Christian like weird oh Christian. yeah that's like Haley's the, dad the kind that makes you feel weird Steven mm-hmm. yeah um but yeah that's right Alec just shot someone yeah. so maybe well, this woman didn't die. A woman miraculously survives five days lost in the bush after drinking wine and eating candy. <laughs> that's how she survived or that's how she got lost? That's how she survived. Fuck yeah, dude. She was driving and I guess something happened to her car. Like it got stuck. Mm-hmm. And so she had to wander through the bush. And in the car, she had wine that she was taking to her mom. Okay. And boxes of juice mm-hmm. and candy, like lolly lollipops. I mean, people have survived on less. What? So here I am thinking how dumb I'm just taking water mm-hmm. in the car. Well, now I need boxed wine. Yeah, but also, <laughs> how are you lost? Where were you? Just go the way you were supposed to be going. She's in the bush. Yes, <laughs> I know. But you were going a direction. Just walk in that direction. Don't fucking know. Five days in the bush. <laughs> I feel like she might be a little dumb. I'm happy she survived. I think she drank that wine and got too drunk and just didn't know where she was. No, seriously, she probably got stuck and got mad yeah. and drank the wine and then got lost. She was the- like uh, your husband that one time that he thought he was lost and, <laughs> and so drunk slept, in an orchard and it was like a orchard. block away from his house. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's exactly what happened to her, but it's just a bigger scale. For real. Incredible. Uh, well, fine. So then, I mean, I'm happy for her, yeah. and I'm happy for her wine. Thank God. 
Because she would have felt real dumb if she would have died out there <laughs> that close to her destination. Her day could have been a lot shittier because there was a highway in Colorado that a fucking sewer truck, something happened and it covered tons of car and poop. No, uh, <laughs> just burn the car. I'll get a new one. That was another part that I hated when Nick worked at the hospital. Yeah. Is anytime you thought you were having a bad day. He was having a shittier day. No, just <laughs> you can't beat it. He's like, oh, you're having a bad day. Like what bodily fluids have been spewed at you? And it's like, all right, fine, fucker. You win. No one cares. It's why I couldn't be a nurse. Because I think I have the work ethic and the personality and the ability to stay calm. But the job itself disgusting i couldn't do bodily fluids i could do broken bones blood but i can't wipe up people i could even probably do vomit as long as it's not in my face but as soon as we start going into like potty talk Mm. no no i literally can't do it or like Mm -mm. washing people with like i don't know bed sores or whatever what do nurses do oh god oh yeah no just i've heard horrible things yeah i can't that's the part where i get squeamish the smells and yeah yeah. Mm -mm. well this woman in arkansas doesn't have any problems with being squeamish as she pleads not guilty to selling over 20 boxes of stolen human remains perfect where'd you steal them from she was hired to cremate them Oh, God. But she decided to pawn them off. On, As like cadavers. And that she met someone on a Facebook group called Oddities. That's weird. <laughs> and suspicious. Uh, good old Arkansas. Okay. You mean Arkansas? Did you see fucking Martha Stewart, cover girl? Fuck yes, baby. Oldest cover girl ever looking flawless i 81 looking 53 fucking our queen i can't believe how, i mean i know it's a little bit of work and a little bit of photoshop but she looks so goddamn good lou's grandma was in her fucking 80s when she died and let me tell you something yeah it looked a lot different than martha stewart anyways yes martha stewart flawless. Her, no and then her fucking like rap sheet right she Obviously came up home and garden style. Yeah. But then goes to prison. Does hard time. Hard time. I mean, not, yeah. Best friends with Snoop Dogg. Literally living my dream. And now she's a supermodel. Of course she is. Forget it. Look at her. Forget it. What a life. Her hair is so amazing. What are we doing? <laughs> That's all right. I honestly don't want to put in the time of like no. the work that she's. To be the boss that she is. Yeah. I don't want to do that. All right. So. I also, what did I see? Uh, Beyonce and Jay-Z just yeah. made the biggest yeah. real estate deal in California history. I saw that. Like a $200 million house? 220 Again, I don't know. Listen, I might be talking out of my ass. I just don't think I'd be doing that if I was that rich. It's ridiculous. I would rather just get me. It's it's California, right? So we have to say, give me a house worth a couple mil. Because with property, you like, if you want a nice big piece of land. That's easy. Couple mil down on a house. Yeah. But I swear to God, if I had $250 million to just buy a house, I would probably just give most of it away to be, if I'm being totally it's honest. It's crazy. Because they have enough houses. So it's not much. like it's their only house. I know. I don't know. I don't like that. Mm. I mean, good for them. And it's not even like it's secluded or anything. It's in Malibu. Yeah. Good for them. I don't want to be a hater. I'm glad that they're living their best life. I'm not like jealous or upset. I just feel like I would be uh, different. 
You know who is jealous and upset? Ooh. Taco Bell. <gasps> They're calling out Taco Tuesdays. Uh, apparently, they are declaring a mission to liberate the term for all. <laughs> so stupid. Because they are asking U.S. regulators to force Wyoming-based Taco John's to abandon their long-standing claim to the trademark. Okay. <laughs> All right. I mean, they got the money to get it done. I'm sure they yeah. got great lawyers. So that's my world weekly news recap. Wow, what a great news recap. Mm-hmm. You know, the really important stuff. So we were talking about Mother's Day. This is our belated Mother's Day episode because it is May 20th, so it's way after Mother's Day. Um. That's when we're recording. So this won't be coming out until like, I don't know what, the 23rd or whatever. Mm -hmm. If you are listening at home to this episode and you want to play along with our THC drinking game, please take a sip of whatever you're drinking anytime we mention a badass big sister, an old THC episode, a monk reference, if you hear the train, if we spill something or if we cheers. So while you're listening to this Mother's Day episode, you can play along to that game. In true THC fashion now, this this is a tradition that we pick up we pick really fucked up cases. Awful. For Mother's I'm Day and Father's take Day. The blame on this, this one. This was your idea. It was a good idea because I knew that we had to do this one. I just didn't think about doing it for Mother's Day. But um we are doing the case of Andrea Yates tonight and her terrible murdering that she did what movie uh did you watch me baby blues or like the hand will rock the cradle depending on how you find it on google yeah which is interesting because um the hand that rocks the cradle was a a weird movie in the 90s the hand that stole the cradle or something there is another movie that's very similar yeah there's like it's it's from like 92 or something right it's off by like one word Mm -hmm. okay and i'm gonna apologize right now because this fucking movie is a disaster and i'm gonna apologize because it's gonna probably be short i'm glad we i guess talked so much in the beginning hopefully if you guys are skippers you're getting a real short episode Sorry. tonight yeah. Um, because there's not a lot to the case and apparently there's not a lot to the movie. So um, and it's not even a case that you can like poke fun at because it's no just awful all the way around. That's why it was classic Mother's Day fashion. We just had to pick a gut, a gut wrencher, just like a, a hard hitter. Yeah, mm-hmm. apparently. All right, let's pause and ice our wine and <laughs> yeah. then... Ice our hearts and go. Ice our hearts, numb ourselves, Mm -hmm. so we can get this done. Woo! Okay, pause. Okay, you ready? No. Perfect. (laughs) I didn't write down where I got any of this from, so (laughs) stay tuned for that. (laughs) This fucking episode. I know. I totally forgot to write it down. I love it. Uh, It's funny because I was looking over my notes. I don't even. What's today? I guess yesterday. Yeah. Uh, and I was like, they're so short. And I there was very little like pizzazz, you know, <laughs> like, well, this will be fun. All right. Me too, by the way. Andrea was born Andrea Pia Kennedy in Houston, Texas, July 2nd, 1964. She's the youngest of five. She is a perfectly normal family. 
a good God-fearing, like pretty Catholic family. But, um, you know, she's generally a happy kid. Parents are great. She does all the activities. She gets all the good grades. No problem, right? Sure. She does, going into teenagehood, she's kind of like naturally a depressed person. She she has some depression issues. She has some bulimia issues, um, a couple like suicide attempts. But that is not but, like unheard of for teenage girls, absolutely. right? Absolutely. Unfortunately, I wish it wasn't that way, but it is a very common thing. Very much so. I mean, we saw it all the time uh-huh. growing up. So we were friends with some people in high school that had some real problems with that sort of stuff. And it sucks and it's awful. And at a young age ourselves, we don't know how to deal with it. Right. And so when the adults aren't seeing it, it's like, how do you help? Yes. And part of the reason why the adults in her life probably weren't seeing it as much is because despite all that, she's a really good girl. She's the captain of her swim team. She graduates valedictorian of her class. She's even an officer of the National Honor Society. So she is like aces, right? So, of course, you're not going to think anything's wrong with her. And where is she in the lineup of five? The youngest. The youngest. Okay. She's the baby. Mm-hmm. She goes on and graduates from a nursing program in the University of Houston. And in 1986, she starts her career as a nurse, which she loves being a nurse. Summer 1989, she meets at her apartment complex. He's one of her neighbors, um, a man named Russell Rusty Yates. Mm -hmm. He's a NASA engineer, and they meet at their pool in their apartment complex, and it's kind of like love at first sight sort of thing, and they fall real hard for each other. And they are married April 1993. Now, he is also very religious. He's Christian, though. He's not Catholic. But he does one of those core values that he believes in is, boom, we're married. Time to start having those babies. Let's have as many babies as we possibly can have. Faith is faith, exactly. Like, as long as they're on the same page. No, what I'm saying is is that he's really into having babies. Yeah. They both are. Mm -hmm. That's it. That's what I mean. It's like they're both religious of some kind. You're going to put them together. It's just it's going to equal babies. Going to equal babies. Now, Rusty is a longtime follower of this guy, this douchebag named Michael (sighs) Woronicki. Necky. Woronicki. Woronicki. He's a piece of shit. (laughs) And he's a weird like evangelical (laughs) preacher so he likes to go and like he spread his word it's not the word of god but spread what he's like the tv people the weird but he's like he's even weirder because at least the the tv people people are like reading from the bible this guy's decided that he knows what's going on he's on his own shit and he goes to college campuses and like town squares downtown and stuff sounds kind of like kanye (laughs) a little bit yeah um, I would probably take Kanye over this because at least Kanye oh. has sick beats. Yeah. You know? Right, right, right. <laughs> at least Kanye could drop Offer you, something. Drop a song uh-huh. on you. You're like, okay. One, a, a quick overview of some of the stuff he believes. He believes that, first of all, all Catholics are going to burn in hell. Oh, my. So if you're a Catholic, you're going to burn it. in hell. Very reminiscent of our uh, Patty's Day episode, right? Uh-huh. 
where it was just Protestant versus Catholic. And they mm-hmm. were like, no, you're in the wrong because you're Catholic. And we got Andrea, the nurse, and we just came off of our nurse episode. I know. Look at us. Mm-hmm. And Andrea, the Catholic. So already she's losing. <laughs> right. He believes in like living with the bare minimum. So not having a lot of worldly possessions. He believes that having like a job and like a house is against God. That's like Satan's work. Wow. We're going for it. And of course, he's a big believer that women are inherently evil. They were born evil as daughters of Eve. And so we're the worst. We're the worst. That we're all been born with like witchcraft, which is I mean, pretty it's not badass. Wrong. <laughs> and that we should all be subservient to our dominant male husbands. That oh. men should dominate mm-hmm. women. And women should just shut the fuck up and push out the kids. But he also believes that like modern day moms are like l- not just evil, but also lazy. Oh, so he right. wants women to have kids. But then but do it better. Like, you guys are also terrible. Moms. Yeah, you do it better. Yeah. Do it more and do it better. So that's the guy that um, Rusty follows. I think he met him in college, like in the 80s. And eventually he becomes like, I don't know if family friend is the right word, but he's definitely in communication with the family a lot. Meanwhile, the Yates buy a four bedroom house in Friendswood, Texas, and they have their first baby, Noah, in February of 1994. Now the question comes up of whether or not Andrea should go back to work. Andrea wants to go back to work. She loves nursing. However, Rusty doesn't approve. It's not part of the typical structure. Yes. And he makes, in the early 90s, um, working for NASA. Did I mention that he was a NASA engineer? You did. Okay. That's a lot of money. Working for NASA, he's making about $80,000 a year in the early 90s, which is bank. Yeah, that's awesome. NASA money. Get it. It's out of this world. <laughs> what? <laughs> it's out of this world. Oh, boy. I know. <laughs> I had to throw something in there. Another thing that's sort of keeping Andrea from going back to work is maybe from postpartum depression. But for whatever reason, Andrea starts having visions and she's having these like visions of like knives and stabbing people. She's hearing Satan speak to her and she doesn't tell anybody this. She keeps this to herself. So but one way or the other, she ends up being a stay at home mom. Right. Rusty, I refuse to call him Russell. Russ or Rusty uh, takes a job in Florida where he packs up his small family and moves into a small little trailer and they end up having two more sons, John and Paul, like back to back. Mm -hmm. So now they're in this little fucking trailer in Florida. Fantastic. He ends up buying an RV from Michael, the douchebag preacher. And at this point, he's less close with Michael and Andrea's more close with Michael a lot of Michael's like disciples or followers or whatever you want to call them, they only get so far with him before they start going, eh, you're fucking weird. You can hope. I don't know if Russ is like that, but Russ is definitely distancing himself a little bit from Michael. Okay. But Andrea, who's a little in the head. She's all in. She's in it, boy. And so they have a very close relationship. They're in communication and they're like writing letters letters to each other a lot and stuff. Oh, 
that rusty nose about? I'm not sure. Oh. That's unclear. Okay. Now, they decide to move out of the trailer and just live on the RV with their three kids, where Andrea also homeschools the kids now so she can teach them her their Christian ways, mm -hmm. right? And she has to take care of her dad who has a uh, late stage like dementia or Alzheimer's. In the RV? No, I think she's going to him. Oh God, thank you. His, she's his caregiver. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Well, that's like, one too many people in the oh, RV. Oh yeah, like I fucking, you lost me. Come on, forget it. He's like out in a tent. <laughs> <laughs> they end up having their fourth son, Luke, and now... For real, her part, her postpartum depression is here and it is intense and she still doesn't tell anybody. However, the letters that she's receiving from Michael have taken a real weird turn and he's basically telling Andrea that she's inherently evil, that she is a weak, like excuse of a woman, that all women are evil and that the problem with today's mothers is that they don't discipline their kids enough, that they need to basically beat their kids. They need to discipline their kids to save them from like hell. And then he's Obviously. basically like, there's almost nothing you can do about it. They're probably going to go to hell anyways, because you're such like an evil bitch of a mom and you're doing such a bad job raising them. That they're probably going to burn in hell no matter what you right. do. But try to beat the fuck out of them so that way you Just can save case. them. Yeah. June 1999, Andrea calls Russ at work and tells him he needs to come home. And he shows up to find Andrea shaking uncontrollably and crying and chewing on her fingers. Not chewing off her fingernails, chewing her fingers and she basically tells him, I need help. So the nothing happens. And then the next day, she tries a suicide attempt by taking an OD of some pills and some medication. And that finally pushes Rusty to get her to the hospital. Okay. She basically the doctor is saying that she's having a nervous breakdown, that she has major depressive disorder. They put her on some meds and they release her after a week. Now, it'll be shocking to you bailey to find out that piece of shit preacher mike is very anti-medication oh right the devil's drugs the devil's drugs that's the <laughs> devil's work right there so of course andrea stops taking her meds the oh, minute she's out of that right. hospital where she starts uh hallucinating and ripping her hair out in clumps and digging out her own skin and begging russ to let her kill herself as she's holding a knife to her own throat. Oh, my gosh. This poor woman is so fucking sick. Russ does nothing. And eventually you start to see claw marks on Andrea's legs and arms that she's clawing at her legs and arms oh, to physically leave marks well but she's doing it so she physically doesn't hurt her kids oh. the compulsion to hurt her kids is so strong that she just starts hurting herself instead to like stop her hands from like doing something more sinister wow she even tries to commit suicide to try to stop herself from hurting her kids yeah she goes back to the hospital where she's diagnosed now with postpartum psychosis and this time she's put on the heavy meds. The last time it was the anti-depression meds that everybody's on. 
This time they put her on like antipsychotic, yeah. hardcore fucking meds. And she stays a little bit longer at the hospital and she gets out and it works and her meds are working. Russ finally like uh, breaks down and buys them a house, like just a little small house, but, but better still, than an RV. It's not an RV. And Andrea seems to be getting better. The psychiatrist, though, does warn them, do not have any more kids. You are done having kids. The psychologist or psychiatrist tells them that there if they have more kids, there's a it's guarantee for a future psychotic depressive episode. Yeah, absolutely. For sure. Yeah. So seven weeks after getting That's out of the like hospital, giving a heroin addict heroin, seven weeks getting out of the hospital. They have Rusty a, knocks her up again. Because yeah. fucking devil's condoms. Mm-hmm. The devil's work. And so she doesn't risk her baby and her pregnancy. She stops taking her meds. Oh, no. And Rusty basically has the point of view that, like, the juice is worth the squeeze. Like, the risk of her being so sick is worth the, like... The babies are the, the best. The baby. Yeah, the baby. And that after she has the baby, she can get back on the meds. And we're It'll be back fine. in business, baby. It'll be fine. She can suck it up for 10 months. It'll be great. They have their fifth child, which is their only girl, Mary, in 2000. Rusty. Oh, sorry. I did that part out. Blah, 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 blah. A few months after they have Mary, Andrea's dad dies. Mm. And this forces her into a real tailspin. This is too much to handle. She shuts down. She stops eating. She stops drinking. She stops speaking. She tries. She starts like mutilating herself and she starts like obsessively reading from her Bible either to herself or out loud. It's kind of all she does. She even stops feeding Mary and eventually she will try to feed Mary. But this is a baby like a young baby she tries to feed mary like solid food and she tries to like shove it into her mouth and the baby almost chokes and i think her mom runs intervention somebody runs intervention for that situation but yeah she's not even feeding her kids no including little newborn well she's not feeding herself why would she feed her kids yeah she goes into a treatment center where she's there for two months they put her back on the heavy meds and she's released April 2001, and she stops taking her meds. (laughs) She does not want to be on this shit. And at this point, she's now in a nearly catatonic state. Um, She even at one point does fill up a bathtub, and her plan is to drown the kids, but she stops herself. And she goes back to the hospital in May. She's released again in June 2001. Russell Rusty leaves Andrea alone at home with the kids against doctor's orders. He is under doctor's orders to never leave her alone with the kids ever. ever, period. But he's like, there's supposed to be an hour before his mom gets there to take over watching the kids. He's like, this will be a great like warm up to get her used to being what around could the kids happen again. in an hour. A lot of bad shit can happen in an hour. 
like the fact that Andrea finally does the thing that she's been trying so hard to keep herself from doing. She fills up the bathtub and she starts systematically one by one drowning her children. She starts with three-year-old Paul. She drowns him. She lays him on her bed. Two-year-old Luke and five-year-old John are both next. She drowns them both and lays them next to each other on her bed. She moves on to baby Mary. And for some reason, she leaves Mary in the tub. And then when her oldest seven-year-old Noah walks in, he sees that. And he's like, what's going on here? And he puts it together pretty quickly. And he runs. He bolts. Seven. She catches him and drags him back and drowns him in the tub and puts him and Mary's bodies on the bed. Now, that to me is a real sign of the amount of like crazy that's going on through her because, okay, fine, two, three year olds, a baby. I ha- I've had seven year olds that especially a seven year old boy. Like, I don't know, maybe her kids are smaller than my kids. I also have really big kids, but that's- I don't think I physically could have done that unless you're so like the the craziness is just like made her super yes. strong yeah 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 because that's hard to do through her body especially somebody who's ran so now you have to catch up to this kid mm-hmm. and force him back no and she's drown him. high on another level from killing the other kids mm-hmm. right this was something that she's trying to been like not it's a drug like i'm saying it's like You've been withholding the drug from her this whole time. She's got the drug now. And it makes me very sad and upset. Obviously, you're sad because the kids, right? That's not what anybody ever wants to see or hear about. But I'm really sad and upset for Andrea because this is hard, dude. She's very clearly mentally ill. She very clearly has very hard postpartum depression and psychosis issues going. And she's kind of getting help but not the help she needs she needs to go away into a treatment center and be on heavy meds and be cut off from that fucking mike wazowski guy and so here's my question to you so here they they have to release her right Mm -hmm. and she's choosing not to take the meds and she's got nothing but toxic people around her Mm -hmm. it's like what do you do? I think if I was somebody in her family, as in like mom brothers, I would have done more to step in. And I think if I was her husband, I wouldn't have had another kid with her. Well, that's because when she had that fifth obvious, kid, like yeah. I know, but that's what I'm saying. That's but that's these the only are toxic people. Like the, that yeah. wasn't an option. With these I know. people. So her mom and brothers were not toxic people. And I think they were just trying to like respect her and her life and like figure it out. But that's the only way out really is if somebody from that part of her family would have pulled her out. You really think. I mean, again, it's like I just I'd like to think that. If Nick's parents or my parents ever thought that I was going to hurt my child. They would take the necessary steps to keep me away from her. I know. But also, I guess once you're married, like, I I guess they don't have that much jurisdiction over what's happening anymore. You know what I mean? I, but I feel like, again, as a parent, uh, that I would hope that they would, that they would intervene. I know, but I don't know if they can. Yeah. 
I don't know. Oh. She can't stand up for herself and her husband, who is her legal person, mm-hmm. is not helping. So I don't know how much anybody else can do. Yeah. You know, what are you going to do? Lock her because up in a closet? Because that's what I keep running through my head is I'm like, what was the possible solution? I honestly and, don't know if there is one. Yeah. The only possible solution is one that doesn't exist. And it's, and it's one where she isn't married to that guy. And not only that guy, the fucking the one with the letters. It's like the preacher. Yeah, it's like it's. But again, from- if she was married to a better husband, yeah. that whole situation would have gotten to where it went to. There's no way I'd be talking to that guy and my husband would be like, cool friend. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's somebody that we should be engaging with. Yeah. Oh, it's just it's like the worst dealt hand. It's hard, man. And, you know, it's hard being a new mom. And I know I've talked to you about this. I know I've talked to a lot of people who came after me that had babies were like, remember when I told you that, like, first of all, I think that all moms have a certain level. I think all moms have postpartum depression. I don't think that it's this level. I think this is an extreme case. But the hormones alone are the hormones and lack of sleep and like life changing event that is having a kid is enough to make anybody weird, Mm -hmm. like not actually crazy, but you get the baby blues. It's the greatest thing that ever happened to you, but it's also really hard. I took to it pretty well. I had a harder time with my oldest because they were immediately rushed to the hospital and we didn't get any skin to skin contact. I didn't even see her till she was like two days old, Mm -hmm. three days old. So I had a harder time with her. Um, I remember seeing her in the NICU in San Francisco and like my husband's in love with her. My mom's crying and in love with her. I remember looking at that baby B and being like, I don't even know who that is. I'm like, that could be anybody's fucking baby for all I care. Cause I didn't, I had no connection to her yet. And I had just given birth a couple mm-hmm. days ago and then had a traumatic experience of yeah. having her like rushed away to a different hospital and it's just a lot. And I think it's totally normal. And people need to talk about the state of mind that like new moms are in. I think we need to take care of like new moms more. And Other like, cultures cater to new moms. Like there's certain like tribal cultures where it's like the mom will just lay there. Yeah. They need to they, be taken care of mm-hmm. mentally, spiritually, nutritionally, their physically. body mind everything everything goes into it yeah it's crazy and we kind of just leave moms fending for themselves here in america Mm -hmm. and it's real fucked up and i just want you guys listen if you guys have had kids yet and you think about having kids and you have the kid and it's not the experience that the movies told you it would be where the minute you see that kid you're like oh my god this is the greatest thing that's ever happened to me. This is the biggest love of my life. What about this conversation right now is it's coming from you, the baby lover. I know. But you actually enjoy babies. So imagine me <laughs> going through all this. You're like, I don't even like this. And I thing. don't even fucking like babies. We're not even having fun. <laughs> no, I'm like, literally, I'm looking at my baby and going, you can't even fucking make eye contact with me. Yeah, how dare you? You, you can't even like give me a real smile. Yeah. Like, how dare you? Yeah. I gave you everything. I almost died for you. Yeah, <laughs> literally. So 
Yeah, if you guys don't, if you have that magical moment, that's really fucking cool and good for you. And I, I love that for you. But if you have a baby and you don't immediately have that like ah, moment that that's they have in normal. movies, it's totally normal. It's okay. You'll, you'll grow to love them. I promise. Also, um, the person who really like put me onto this shit is of all people, my dad, mm-hmm. who's had multiple babies with multiple women and my kid my oldest was like a few months old at this time so she was home she was settled we were all doing fine but like you know it's just not it's just not the same and it's different and like Lou and I weren't fighting I don't know just like the energy was off it was just like an off energy and he came over and I'm like oh sorry dad like I'll make you some coffee and I'm like trying to do all this shit and like make sure the house is clean and whatever. And he's like, Hey, you just had a baby. I'm like, dude, the baby's like however many months old. He's like, no, 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 no. Sit the fuck down. He's all, let me tell you something. Your hormones right now are all over the place and they're going to be that way for at least the first year. And I'm like, that's actually, I'll listen to you because you're the baby making expert. You've had babies with tons of women. Mm-hmm. So like, you know, and like all those women had that in common of like, it doesn't mean that you have like postpartum depression. It doesn't mean that you're Andrea Yates and you're thinking about killing your kids, but just the hormone levels and the body getting back to normal and finding your new normal think, takes a long time. I don't think I felt like myself till maybe she was four. <laughs> yeah. Like legit, yeah. like felt like myself. Yeah. Like I felt fine like you you get by you do you yeah but like you also compromise so much those first few years Mm -hmm. trying to adjust to your whole new dynamic yeah that you lose yourself and then yeah it just it took so long to be like oh yeah I'm also a person (laughs) that's right and then it's fun because our friend just had their first baby Mm-hmm. And so I sent her a message after Mother's Day and I was like, how was your first Mother's Day? I'm like, does it even feel real? And she's like, no, it fucking doesn't. Like, yeah, it doesn't feel real. Right. Like, like she's a week into it. Mm-hmm. So everything is just so mind blowing. Yeah. Like, your body is just trashed. <laughs> Everything's new. And you're just staring at this thing and you're just like. I'm responsible for keeping you alive for the rest of your life. I mean, for this foreseeable future. Uh, my mom point, still. I know. She sent me a text just the other day. Not my mom. My mom barely knows. No, my mom just sent me a text the other day. She was like, you're way too quiet. She's yeah. like, something's wrong. Yeah. And I'm like, no, actually, I was just fucking drunk for Mother's Day and just didn't even look at my phone. Yeah. So and I there might be also something to that versus like and there's nothing wrong with either way of doing things. But I think when you wait a little bit longer to have kids, it's that many more years that you're used to being an adult on your own that you're like, this is a real big adjustment. And then you throw into that like you and your husband had never really taken care of babies like he had nephews who he was like "Eh." distance. But you've never taken care of a baby before. Not one. And that throws it for a loop too. like I've never done a diaper, a swaddle. Mm -mm. No, me and my husband took care of our siblings from babies on. So like at least we've been exposed to babies. I wasn't a young mom. 
But I will say for like maybe today's culture and definitely from where me and you are from, I had my first one just a couple weeks shy of 25. I was almost 25. And for Which, that to world, be honest, I'd say it's prime time to kind have a of, ba- But in today's world, it de- like especially in the East Bay where people yeah. don't even think about having babies till 35. That's the first thought that pops in their head is like mid 30s to uh, early 40s. As a selfish human being, <laughs> as I am, I get it. Right. So teens should be for experimenting and fucking everything up. Yeah. 20s should be a different level of experimenting. It's more like trying to learn more about who you are and figuring out your kinks and what you want in life. Mm -hmm. So again, is it an ideal time to have a child like mentally, like and financially and whatever? Maybe not. But I do think that it is the peak time as like our bodies are made. Yeah. Right. Because I feel like the bounce back just from what I've heard collectively, like whether like it's mentally and physically and the whole thing, like it tends to be a little bit more smoother sailing. I just don't think we're at least mentally so set in our ways in our 20s. Like, yeah, we're more exactly. flexible for real, though. That's what I mean. So that and that's big, so important. During- shocking feeling that you had when you had your first mm-hmm. baby and our friend who just had her first baby. Yeah. Like, it's not as shocking because we're more flexible. Right. No. So I do think, like, that is, like, a great time to do it if you can. Whereas I was selfish and I'm like, fuck that. My 20s, I'm fucking raging. Yeah. I'm ruining every part of my body with as many different (laughs) things as possible. I'm like, I'm not even going to consider knocking this shit up till I'm after 30. Yeah, yeah. Like, forget you. Yeah. But I also know that, like... I hated every minute of it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was also in, I've been in a serious relationship since I was 19. For real though. So by the time I hit my mid 20s, like easy. we were yeah, married. Was, I had a career. I didn't go to college. It was done. So my career started when I was 19. Mm-hmm. So I already had like a full on career. Like, so yeah. I was also in a little bit of a different place. I think, I do think it's different when you do like the college years. Oh yeah. And Everyone's you're dating different. around and you're doing all this mm-hmm. stuff. But, um, just saying, if I could go back in time, dude, fucking, well, let's get this shit going. <laughs> Knock it's... me up at 22. No, I'd... absolutely not. Although you'd have been a great mom at 22, but no, you were just not. I know. I was not. Um. So the point is, I feel really bad for Andrea. And I don't think there was any getting out of it. I just think she I don't got think dealt there's an the easy worst. way out of it. She got dealt the worst. And I feel card. fucking awful for her because. Yeah. Whatever was going on inside of her mind and her heart made her do the most atrocious thing that anybody could ever do. I can't I can't imagine and the I, level of like wherever she had to go to even be able to mentally think of doing and that. And to be fair, it's not that she didn't try. Like she went she back tried. and forth so much between her faith and what she knew was right and wrong. Like the inner turmoil and just the struggle the pull the constant pull yeah and the constant negative uh just mm, i know mm. i can't imagine no i feel for her immensely it's so hard after she's done drowning her five children she calls 911 so the video is basically her saying her name asking for police 
And the 911 operator is like, what's going on? Like, what what's wrong with you? And she's in like a kind of a catatonic state. So she's not really answering her. So the 911 operator actually thinks that maybe she's being held under duress. That's why um, that she asks her, like, is he is there someone standing next mm-hmm. to you? Like, basically not allowing you to talk. And she's like, no, you need to see a police officer. Yes, I'm ill. And yeah, send an ambulance. So it's real short and fast. Right. Well, also it was like. I, I thought it said, like, no, we don't need the ambulance. Like, send an officer. Yeah, but then she changed her mind. She's yeah. like, yeah, send an yeah, ambulance. Same, yeah. Who knows? Upon arrival. Oh, and then after the 911 call, she calls her husband, Rusty, at work. Tells him to come home quick because, quote, there's something wrong with the children. All of them. So he obviously hightails it to his house. Because an hour, you know, nothing could happen. Upon the police's arrival, they arrest her immediately. And the cops who actually showed up and found the scene, they all suffered from pretty severe PTSD after that. That was really hard for them. I couldn't. Mm -mm. Upon arriving at the police station, Andrea gives a full confession. She basically tells the police that she waited for her husband, Russell, to leave for work because... If he was still there, that he would try to stop her. And when they asked her why she did this, she basically gave him the spiel about how, like, she was saving her children from hell. And that, quote, it's better to tie a stone around your neck and throw yourself into the sea than to cause a little one to stumble. She was basically hoping that she could kill her kids when they were young enough that like God would still accept them despite the fact that they were like evil sinners. They were damned. Yeah. But if they're, with. if they're young enough, maybe God could like forgive, forgive them because it wasn't their fault. Of course, on trial, they go for the insanity defense and they have a whole list of witnesses and characters and psychiatrists and people who can tell them about how out of her mind she was and how mentally ill she was. But Texas, I guess it doesn't. The insanity defense gets thrown out if the person can tell the difference between right and wrong. Like to them, being crazy is that you can't differ the two. Mm-hmm. And the fact that she openly admitted to the fact that like she waited for her husband to be out and she called nine one one and she knew what she was doing was wrong. Mm-hmm. And so the insanity def- defense gets thrown out. And on March two thousand two, she is found guilty. And sentenced to life in prison. However, in 2006, she's given a new trial because of some like false testimony that was given in the first one. And in this trial, she is found not guilty by way of insanity. And she is um, basically sentenced to live in a mental hospital. Andrea's brother basically goes on to some interviews and talks about how her husband... Rusty was never supportive of the idea that she like was depressed. That basically his whole thing was like depressed people just need to get over it, right? Like get your shit together. It's not a real disease. Pull yourself up by your bootstraps and You're knock it off. You're just being lazy. You're just being weak. Yeah, and he heard um Andrea's brother heard uh her husband Russ say shit like that all the time that like depressed people need to like get their shit together. Now again, she is the baby of five and you keep referring to a brother, so that's one brother. Oh, yeah. 
I don't know how many brothers she has, but yeah. no, I know. But it's like, where's the rest of the fucking family? Get her out of this goddamn situation. I don't think you can just do that to adults, <laughs> B. Not without kidnapping them. I'll fucking do it. I know. I'm not opposed to it. Tell me your baby is in an abusive relationship. <laughs> I know. I would try my best. I'm, Big Daddy Lou in there would try his best. The idea that they could possibly be putting themselves or their own baby at harm, at risk. Like, no. No. There was an interesting... Like, um, I'm going to fucking lock you up in my own little cage. Right. I'll so, get myself arrested. Yes, that's what happens. But then they get released. I, I don't fucking care. I know, I know. There's one of my favorite episodes of Intervention was like that. Um, This girl who had a great family and a great child. You know, because normally on Intervention, they have like sob stories, right? They have really like bad childhoods. Like you said, Andrea had a great childhood. A great, yeah. So this addict was a young woman. She was... I don't know if she was 21 yet. She was young cute girl great family great childhood heroin addict and she even said she's like there's no reason for me to do this other than the fact that i really fucking like to do it and she would slam needles of heroin into her neck bailey and so she would go to oh my god (laughs) (laughs) so she's from the suburbs but she would go she's from the suburbs outside of atlanta where do you even get heroin in the suburbs she didn't she would go hang out the fucking grimy little trap houses in the hood right and her fucking parents would go to these bad sketchy neighborhoods and go from house to house and find Find her, her track her down and the dad would literally physically pull her out of these houses and lock her in their car and drive her home and then lock her in her room to get her out and she would call the cops and they would be pulled up on kidnapping charges because she's an adult and you can't physically do that to an adult, but they would do it over and over and Uh, over again. Sorry. That's on those parents. Take the fucking phone. Well, she just figured out a way. I mean, addicts are squirrely. They're going to figure it out. I'm just being an asshole. I'm just being the devil's advocate. I'm just saying how hard I would go before allowing something like this to happen to my baby or my baby's baby. But that's what I'm saying. This, that's what these parents did. They mm. went that hard. They went and physically kidnapped her yeah. and kept her locked away. I'd be willing to do that. Yeah. All day, every day. Me too. I was like, I'm on the parents' side, lady. I don't fucking care. Mm-hmm. I will do anything. And that's what scares me the most. No one tells you that going into yeah. parenting. No one prepares you for how fucking savage you're going to be for this thing. Yeah. It's unreal. Yeah. And then her, the reason that her episode really stuck with me was the idea that like those parents in her childhood did everything right. And she still ended up slamming heroin into her neck. And you're like, well, fuck, man. Which is exactly. What do I got to do here? No, you can't do it. Perfect. Ever. There is no. It's so scary. There is no getting it right. I know. Terrifying. Mm -mm. Happy Mother's Day, y'all. I know. Hey, you know what we haven't done yet? Hmm. Cheers. Okay, well, I'm still telling my story. I know. Okay, but cheers. (sighs) Cheers to Mother's Day. Now, Andrea is still in that mental hospital. Her husband, ex-husband, Russ, filed for divorce. He still claims to this day that he had no idea about her mental health issues about her postpartum, that he would have never left her alone with the kids had he known that she had these problems. Andrea, now that she's um, 
under like professional medical care and on meds and all that stuff and is clear headed. She's like, no, this motherfucker was basically forcing me to have like I didn't want to have any more kids. No. And he was like forcing me to have kids. I knew it was a bad idea. He wasn't letting up. And she admits that she had actively thought about killing her kids for the two years that led up to her finally snapping and doing it. She tried to kill herself multiple times to not kill them. Russ went on to remarry and have another kid with that woman. But she, um, for whatever reason, decided to divorce his fucking sorry ass. Good. Andrea is still in the mental hospital. She is doing better than ever. She agree. I mean, better than ever as in like mentally, mentally, not like she's thrilled. No, we want to root for mental and physical like well-being. Yeah. She grieves for her kids every day. She spends her days watching home movies of the kids. Um, Actually, her lawyer, she's still really close to her lawyer. He actually sees her about once a month. And she has access to his cell phone, so they talk a lot on the phone. And before he goes to visit her, he always stops by the kids' graves to make sure that they're clean and mowed. And he leaves flowers, and then he brings her pictures. And she's so happy to know that somebody's out there taking care of her baby's graves. A lawyer of all people. Impressive. And she has had, at this point, multiple parole hearings And every single time it's a parole hearing to figure out whether or not she's mentally sound enough to leave the mental hospital, she waves it off. She said, nope, I'm I'm right where I need to be. And that's where she's staying. So there you go. There's our fucked up Mother's Day episode of Andrea Yates and her horrific murder of her own children. Man, that's so hard. It's so awful. It's just awful. All the way around. Thank goodness for the second wife dipping out. <laughs> you know, I would love to know why she divorced him. Yeah. Ugh. And obviously now at this point that Andrea is at a place where she can honestly look back and reflect. I can't imagine how heartbreaking that must be once your mind clears and you're like, what the you come fuck out of did the I do? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That must be horrific. I mean, I feel worse for her kids, obviously, but I can't imagine coming out of that state of psychosis and being like, God damn it. Mm-mm. So <laughs> I don't know how this movie got tied to her name and I, I really feel like it's in some ways disrespectful. Uh Oh, why your movie takes a real weird left. I don't know. Cause like, there has to be a lifetime movie based on this. There are documentaries, but no lifetime. I did not. This feels like a lifetime gold mine. Well, if I'm wrong, you can look it up right now, but I felt like I had hit gold mine when I found a fucking movie. 
Okay. So are you looking into the lifetime? Yeah. Yeah, just talk. So, I know. I got to find In all life. fairness, when you Google Andrea Yates movie, the first thing that pops up is Baby Blues. Exactly. So that's what I have. It says right here, also known as, oh, Cradle Will Fall, not mm-hmm. Hand That Rocks the Cradle. Yeah, okay. All right. Is the 2008 American horror film. I'm like, I found a fucking horror movie? Yeah, all I keep finding is Baby Blues. There's a TV show where they do like an episode about her, but that's So not... this is Google verified. The only thing tied to her. So don't get mad at me. Okay. Will we yeah. dive into this fucking dumpster fire? Okay. Okay. This because is not... I feel bad. Okay. In the darkness, a mother sings Rockabye Baby while holding her sleeping infant. And that's when we see the title card, Baby Blues, appear, right? It's a 2008 film. Okay. Which is also crazy because I didn't realize that her crime... Was in the 90s? No, it was in the 2000s. Oh, yeah. So it's... I don't know. It just feels like it's something that happened, like, yeah, in the early 90s, late 80s. But it happened... Later. When we were almost adults, at Mm -hmm, least. mm -hmm. So, like, 2008's fairly recent compared to her, like... It's not too long after her crimes, I don't think. Well, it's within the decade. You bringing that up because explain to me why the fuck our movie takes place in the eighties. <laughs> because they decided to go rogue, baby. They just decided they're gonna do whatever they wanted. Because all I see are these young boys playing with sticks and rocks God. and talking about their new Atari video game. How boring. We have a very religious family. So there we go. Okay. They're living on a secluded farm. Mommy Dearest is reading her Bible on the porch while her eldest Jimmy and then Sammy and Kathy are all playing outside while baby Nathan sleeps inside. So, yeah, they don't even have the genders and ages right. Nope. Perfect. Nope. The dad's a truck driver. Oh, my God. (laughs) They're like, NASA's too classy for this story. (laughs) They really said, we're just doing our own thing. (laughs) God, it's like, why even bring her? You're right. Why even bring her into this? Just make the movie and leave her out of it. Can I just give you my rating now? (laughs) Were you so shocked when I was telling you about the case? I honestly considered (laughs) changing the whole thing. (laughs) After watching the movie, I honestly considered being like, bitch, like, we can't do this. That's crazy. Because this movie is so bad. Okay. At least we know going into it that it's bad. Right? Okay. All right. I got to take a sip and I got to control myself. <laughs> <laughs> because we have less lighting and I'm fucking dying right now. Oh, my God. That's so funny. In a time that it can't be funny, but. I'm fucking. Well, that's just it. It's so, so funny. I almost. That's the only silver lining here is because we have something to laugh at because the actual case is so heartbreaking (laughs) all the way around. Right. That this is just plain comical. (laughs) So crazy. Okay. Because we've started with nothing that's the same so far. We're not even. Except for her reading from her Bible. We're not even halfway through the first page and it's just (laughs) a fucking miss. That's so funny. So dad's a rolling stone, right? Mm. He he's driving his trucks, traveling a lot. 
So the short amount of time that he is home, he's either sleeping or pointing out all of her flaws. Everything that's not getting done. Gross. Like the laundry piling up. So the next morning, we see her hanging up the laundry and she keeps looking out into like the fields surrounding the house and she's hearing things like crazy things. But we can't understand what they're saying, but they're clearly making her very uncomfortable. Yeah. And then she sees like blood stains appear on all the clean clothing that she's hanging up. Okay. Okay. She breaks down into hysterics. And the eldest, Jimmy, sees this and tells dad. Dad's like, look, it's normal women shit. After they have babies, she did this after Kathy was born. It's fine. <laughs> like, this is not normal woman shit. People, if you're out there and you're about to and you have a baby and then you start hallucinating and hearing voices, that's not normal. Blood for sure. Go get some help. Well, he tells Jimmy that he should be more help. Okay. If you're so concerned, my like do more around the house so that your mom doesn't have to. And before he leaves, uh, the mom is telling the dad, like, I've moved up the date of the baby's baptism to next week. And he's like, whoa, what's the rush? Yeah. Right. And she's like, I just I feel the need that we just. It needs to happen sooner than later. He's like, well, you know, I think it can wait. And then she starts crying. (laughs) And so he obviously knows something's wrong. But instead of being like a good husband and comforting her, he makes a stupid joke like, well, don't worry about it so much. When I get back, we'll make a little sister for Kathy. Wow. Um, hilarious. <laughs> Can't so wait. That, that's kind of like Rusty, right? It's yeah. like, what's what's going to solve the problem? Another baby. Gross. Mm-hmm. The next day, the mom is trying to rest on the couch when she starts hearing more weird satanic shit coming from the baby monitor. The daughter, Kathy, shakes her out of it like, hey, the baby is crying. That night, while cooking dinner, the kids are fighting over a toy at the table and the baby starts to cry. So the mom loses her shit and she smashes a bowl of green beans on the floor. Okay. She storms off and takes the baby with her leaving Jimmy to make sure that the younger siblings have food to eat. So he makes them a plate before going to check on mom. This is when we find baby Nathan lifeless on the bed in the parents' bedroom. Great. So I will give the movie this. Most horror movies don't typically kill kids. It's very frowned upon. Not even Michael. We will kill teenagers. Of course. Because teenagers are the worst. Gross, evil sinners who are just fucking all over our summer camp. But like, um, I can't remember which Halloween that is. Remember Michael like comes upon a baby in a crib and he's like, not you. Mm -mm. Walks away. Mm -mm. No, it wasn't until Rob Zombie took over Michael that he actually killed a kid. But he was a kid when he killed a kid. Right. So it was like, yeah, but yeah, 
So this movie, I'm like, I I will give it that. But in all fairness, that's the theme of the movie. I mean, that's, that's what the movie's about. That's baby blues. I know. And, but and that's the only thing that I, they have I'm to make I'm just movie saying about. like showing the lifeless baby. I know. that's. Yeah. But I guess that's what you have to do if you're telling mm-hmm. the story, unfortunately. It does feel. It's a lot. A lot. Yeah. I feel like there's a way that you could have panned away and figured out what was happening. The mom's in the bathroom rocking on the toilet with the water running in the bath beside her. When little sister Kathy walks in having spilled juice on herself. Mm -hmm. So, of course, the mom is like, well, you're a filthy bitch. (gasps) And grabs her. And Jimmy tries to intervene. And he gets knocked the fuck out. When he finally regains consciousness, his mom is drowning Kathy in the tub. Holy shit. He knocks his mom out with a mirror and he gets Kathy out of the tub. Man, I'm team Jimmy. He's doing great. He grabs the younger brother, Sammy, <clears throat> and tells them to run to the neighbor's house for help. But just as Jimmy is about to call 911, Mommy Dearest is up and running. She gets to Sammy with a broken piece of the mirror. And she screams at him, this is hurting me more than it's going to hurt you. Okay. And she stabs Sammy repeatedly on the front porch in front of Jimmy and Kathy. So afterwards, again, she's going after Kathy because due to all the fucking trauma of everything, she's wet herself. So, you know, this filthy, disgusting child. Golly. Mm-hmm. Jimmy, of course, grabs her. They take off running into the fields. They find a barn and they're hiding in. And it's like on the neighbor's property. The mom finds Kathy hidden in the hay and stabs her repeatedly with a pitchfork. What? <laughs> Golly. Jimmy sees this from the hayloft above. So he jumps down and he tries to reach the neighbor's trailer. But he gets his foot impaled on something. And so, like, he's moving real slow. The neighbor is this elderly man who has no fucking clue what's going on because he's high as a kite. Okay. Inside his little trailer. I can appreciate that. Listening to his records and just living his best life. Okay. Mm -hmm. Listen. Mm Mm-hmm. I feel it. He eventually, the elderly neighbor, passes out in his rocking chair. Jimmy tries to hide in a chicken coop. And this reminds me of the Charles Manson episode. Yep. Mm -hmm. Hiding in a chicken coop. So the crawl space is just tight enough that his mom can't reach him. And so in this struggle, it gets the elderly neighbor's dog's attention. Mm Mm-hmm. So the dog comes out. God damn it. She kills the dog? When she fucking kills the dog. God damn it. (laughs) So her killing the fucking dog basically wakes the old man up because he passed out his records like skipping Mm -hmm. at this point. Right. So it's quieter. Mm -hmm. He's hearing the struggle now. He finds 
the mom and the dead dog and he thinks like oh my god the dog must have attacked you like right and so he goes to her aid like oh my god i'm so i can't imagine what you must have gone through the bitch fucking kills him what's happening (laughs) what movie am i watching what is this you're right this is disrespectful Jimmy hobbled his ass back home and grabs a knife from the kitchen and hides, but his mom is hot on his trail with a meat cleaver. Where the fuck did she get a meat cleaver? What's going on? Nobody stopped this director, huh? Nobody was like, hey, guy. Like, this is a really bad idea. Crazy. He manages to trick her and, like, lock her into a closet. And then gets into their dad's office where he's got a transistor radio because he was a trucker. Mm, that's right. Right? And so he does get a hold of his dad, but he doesn't know it. Like, his dad can hear him, but the line's shitty, so he doesn't know that his dad can hear him. Got it. The mom comes bursting through the door like fucking... The Shining? Yes, thank like you. Like Jack Nicholson exactly. in The Shining? Fucking just with her meat cleaver. Is it, here's Johnny, here's just Daddy, ridiculous. here's someone. Ridiculous. And they struggle. She, He gets her with the kitchen knife. He, she gets up, knocks him down a fucking flight of stairs. And so... Somehow she gets a fucking rifle now. Because, <laughs> oh you God. know, I know. She's just picking up weapons left and right. Drink every time she gets a new fucking weapon. Good golly. Every time a pitchfork, mm-hmm. bathtub, uh huh. Bathtub, rifle. Uh huh. So, yeah, now we've got the rifle. Jimmy's done. He's over it. They're in the kitchen. He's got matches. He throws on all the gas. And so as she's about to, like, fucking blow his head off, he lights the matches, blows the whole thing up. They get blown out of the house. With him in there, too? Yeah. Okay. He's done. He's fucking over it. He's like, if I'm going to die, bitch, you're going down with me. Okay. He's in for it. But, like, they go flying. Yeah. Right. Of course. This is what the dad comes home to. The fucking house on fire. Oh my god! Right, the wife flown one way, the kid found in the fetal position, like hiding in the fields, another way. Police everywhere. In the hospital, we see Jimmy with his dad, and we learn that the mom survived, and she's not the only one that survived. She's fucking pregnant. Ooh. And the dad's telling him, like, it'll be so much better when mom can come <gasps> home again. I don't think that's legal. I don't think they're going to let her out. Yeah, no. And that sounds like, fuck you. Like, that's I wild. Think that's, the craziest movie we've ever watched on this podcast. I was going to say, what's the lowest rating I've ever given? I feel like it was a one. A half. Was it I like, think you've given a half a well, knife before. I think we're going like a negative one. This is... <laughs> Why would they tie that poor woman's name? For real. That's so. This is wild. And we just got done laminating and talking so in depth about like 
the trials and tribulations of motherhood and like hormone imbalances and emotions and what this means, how it changes your life and like, and like what this woman went through. I know what she did was wrong. I'm not sitting here saying like celebrating her, but you can find an iota of empathy if you're a mom of like, that's why I'm, she has to be so sick in the fucking head. And that movie is so fucked up and disrespectful. It's wild. wild. That's what I'm saying. Not her chasing him with a meat cleaver <laughs> and then killing people who's not even her kids. What? Why'd the dog have to die? An elderly neighbor. That was just un. You didn't have to do that. I mean, really, it was almost like watching the new Evil Dead Rise. I can't Watch believe that movie it. And fucking tie Andrea Yates to that movie too while you're at it, then. Yeah, that's it's a bad one. Awful. That's bad. I'm- but it's real bad. At least you get what I'm saying. Because when you Google it. Yeah. It this, says. It's the only one that comes up. the movie. Mm-hmm. God, so people would just put anybody's name on anything and be like, oh, this is the fucking whatever. This is the Edmund Kemp story. And you're and like, this to, has nothing to do with to him. To not even make it current. Yeah. At least put it in the right. T- no, we're going to be in the 80s on a farm. Okay. And we're going to give you. A bathtub, a kitchen knife, a pitchfork, a rifle. I forgot about the pitchfork. Okay, Meat cleaver. Yeah. And then have the big twist ending like we're all going to live together as a family. No, you can't do all this and then not have somebody intervene. Yeah, no, we're gonna we're pregnant with another baby. And when mom gets out, everything's going to be fine. We're all going to. Yeah, because it's not just disrespectful to Andrea Yates. It's also disrespectful to anyone who's ever had postpartum depression. Anyone who's ever like, this is wild. I feel like we almost have to put a warning up front. Like, (laughs) we have to give this episode a disclaimer that's like, hey, guys, red flag here. Yeah, we could do that. I'll I'll record it after. Because that's pretty wild. They went hard. All right. So a negative knife. Yeah, I'm going to give it a negative. Knife. A negative knife. Zero knives. Yeah. Not a knife to be found. No. All right. Well, I'm so sorry you had to watch that, B. What a shit show. And here's a question. If it had nothing to do with Andrea Yates, if this was not air quote based on a true story, would you have liked it more or would it have still been a shit show? I'd give it. A knife, just based on the fact that it was really quick paced. That was very quick paced. They yeah. got right to it. They're like, oh, mom's being a little weird. Oh, fuck. Mom's killing us and all. And mom went fucking hard. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. It's just as good as the fucking evil. Yeah, dead. yeah, yeah. It's, it's mom's killing kids, man. That's, that's wild. Okay. Mm-hmm. So in a different universe, it would get a half or a solid. Because you asked, you're like, how is Andrea killing the seven-year-old kid? Because... This mom's fucking possessed. She's got possessed power where she can like fucking climb off walls and shit, right? Like she's like so enraged. I feel like she's got this crazy <sighs> energy. Man. So dumb. The worst. So That's really- the worst movie I think we've ever watched. Yeah. Crazy. Happy I can't Mother's believe Day. we've hit a whole new low. Yeah. Which is kind of fun. It is. I mean, we have to. This is why we do it. Hopefully that's the lowest we ever go. This is why we do it. Yeah. Because we would have never heard about or ever watched that movie if this podcast didn't exist. How did I even watch it? 
I can't even tell you. How did I find it? Like, I, I watched it on something. Yeah, I, I don't know. Like crazy. Free V or whatever. <laughs> um, so I really struggled with the look. Because, like, the movie, again, it's so fucking disrespectful. And I, I'm not trying to do anything like that. So what are we going for? What's our look of the week? Just like a stressed out it, mom? It is one of, like, the images you'll find. So it's her coming down the hallway with a knife. And all you see are, like, all these kids' toys everywhere. And just the look on her face, like... Ah, because I can't imagine a mom like cooking dinner and just walking out and having a living room full of kids and just being like, motherfucker. Yeah. I was like, is that that or we make you look like the broken doll face that is the. I thought about that too. Cover art. Like doing, yeah, doing the makeup. Yeah. Mm -hmm. No. Also, on another spiral, I wanted the nightgown that's epic to this podcast the one from yes our exorcist Exorcist and so many others like it's really if we ever had a hall of fame it would would definitely go there a museum or something it's on the wall Mm -hmm. like it's legendary i can't fucking find it it's with your halloween decorations i went through both the boxes it's there somewhere it's exactly but where like it's hidden deep in the shed oh my god so that's why i went with this more color coordinated look it's also more like relevant to an actual mom yeah like most moms aren't wearing a exorcist nightgown Mm -hmm. so i think that's good we'll take that picture um if you want to see that picture you can go to thc podcast on instagram to see it if you want to leave us a review you can do that if you want or like a little five-star rating i don't know whatever y'all feel like i mean it's whatever it's whatever you want to do um anything else you want to talk about b no. <laughs> that was it's intense. A, it's a bummer. Yeah, for sure. I'm more... Yeah. It's a bummer. I, that movie was a bummer. I just... Whoever made that movie, stop making movies. Yeah, just I'm let just, it go. Just, it, it's not, time to find a new dream. Mm, and that ain't it. Mm-mm. That ain't it. I think that's the title of this. That ain't it. Episode. That ain't it. That ain't it. All right. But, you called it. You guys have been waiting all episode to drink to it. Now we... It's here. One last cheers. cheers. Oh, my goodness. Thanks for hanging in there with us, guys. This was a rough one. Wow. What a roller coaster. (laughs) We got so deep and so emotional just for this movie to fucking tear to to just fucking. But I think, again, it's the cherry on top. It's like this. This could have been really sad. It's a palate cleanser. We could have been sobbing. This might be the first time I've talked about dead kids without crying. And now we're mad, right? Now I'm upset. Now I want to look up the director and just leave him a bad. How do I send him an email? How do we hate comment immediately? (laughs) Everybody help us join in boycotting. Oh, I definitely want to read the reviews. Maybe we'll do that next episode. Maybe next episode we read the reviews of this fucking movie. All right, guys. We love you. And we hope. You're having a good time out there. I hope that you stay safe. Happy summer. If you're graduating somewhere. Hey, congrats. We live in a college town and I work work downtown and I saw so many grads Mm -hmm. with all their regalia walk by and I would like, congratulations. I would yell out through my salon doors. It's so much fun. I love living in a college town graduation Mm -hmm. weekend. It's a good time. It is. However, somebody had the genius idea of getting married this weekend. No. And I was doing... um, 
one of the family members hair she's in the wedding but she just wanted like a little blowout or whatever i'm like how did you even find a place to stay and she's like oh i'm staying in um i won't tell you the town on air but it's the town that's like the town where we're gonna go see our concert yep she's like i'm staying at an airbnb in that town because there's i'm like yeah the all the hotels here book out like a year in advance for grad even my parents for mine they stayed 30 minutes uh towards the other casino in the Mm. other direction because grad weekend gets wild out here but i love it and uh i hope you guys yeah if you're graduating congrats if you're a mom congrats congrats you made it this far without killing your kids so you're doing a pretty good job i think and if you can listen to this bullshit then congrats to us lord this might be the end of our podcast huh congrats to us all right we love you guys and we will see you next time Bye. bye Yeah, that's crazy. That's some bullshit. That was a shit show. Like, I honestly, I was like about to text you, like, I don't know if we can do this.